Amen. And we're going to be continuing on with the uh, lesson uh, that we discussed and we talked about last Wednesday night uh, about the life of Joseph. And I just want to read a few verses in your hearing and then you can be seated. Genesis chapter number 39 and verse number 21. It says, actually we'll back up to verse 20. Uh, And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy And gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand. Because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Amen. And then... We'll quickly turn to a page or two, and it's uh, Genesis chapter number 41 and verse number 25. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. And this is in response to Pharaoh's dream that he had, and he was looking for an interpreter of his dream. The dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good Kine or cows are seven years, and the seven good ears of corn are seven years. The dream is one. And the seven thin and ill-favored kine or cows that came up after them are seven years, and the seven empty ears of corn blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh." Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine. And all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, And God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise. And set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land. And take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt. In the seven plenteous years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come. And lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh. And let them keep food in the cities, and that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And just a couple of more verses. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, 
For as much as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou, Joseph, shalt be over my house, and according to thy word, unto thy word shall my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Amen. God began to turn the uh, the story of Joseph around. And I want to just continue on this same vein or thought tonight about the faithfulness of Joseph. And I believe that there is a lot that we can gather from this, uh, this excerpt in the word of God that will have great application to our lives and will help us. Lord, we thank you one more time for the word of the Lord that we read here a moment ago. God, we thank you for your spirit. I am praying tonight, God, that you would anoint my lips of clay. I'm asking you tonight to anoint every heart and every mind to be receptive to your word. I pray you would tenderize every hardened heart tonight, God. I pray, Lord, you would help mold every spirit, God, every mind, every heart, every family, every life in this place. God, that we would do what we need to do, Lord, to be able to accommodate the vision and the dream that God has for this church tonight. God, we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. can be seated for a few moments. We concluded last uh, Wednesday night talking about how Joseph was faithful even in the house of Potiphar. Amen. Joseph was taken as a slave and sold into Potiphar's house. And he was faithfully and he was uh, he was consistent in his walk with the Lord and in his uh, his convictions that God had given him. And when he was up against amen, that uh, that lustful woman of, that is the Bible only uh, calls her Potiphar's wife. He withstood his ground and he fled uh, the, as the Bible says, he fled youthful lust and he did what he needed to do to survive that that situation that he was up against. And we met, I mentioned as I was closing last uh, Wednesday night talking about the dreams that uh, Joseph had in the beginning of his life and how that God had revealed to Joseph as a young uh, as a young 17 year old boy, all the things that God wanted to do with his life. And then Joseph spent the next several years of his life working for another man's dream, working for another man's vision. And I made the statement, and I believe it it bears repeating tonight. Don't expect anyone to work for your dream if you have never yet worked for another man's dream first. Amen. If you have something that God has uh, given you a dream about and God's spoken to you about, it is imperative that you first, amen, work for another man's dream. And how that is, has been applied to my life and where I first heard that, uh, that advice in that direction was uh, a few years ago as I was uh, living in Fremont with my wife and we were attending First Church of San Jose and we were submitted under Pastor Jonathan Shoemate and he is still my pastor and I respect him and I, uh, I heed his advice and I don't argue with him. Amen. But he gave me that that bit of advice. He said, don't expect anybody ever to ever work for your dream, Brother Nate, if you don't first work for somebody else's dream. And that had application in my life as as I was a few, just a few years ago. And I was helping to just uh, throw myself into the work of God there in San Jose. And, and I never thought 
And I never desired to be pastor of First Church, but I just said I want to I want to work for the vision and the dream that Pastor Shoemake has for First Church of San Jose. And it caused me and my wife to get involved in the different areas of ministry. We were involved in youth ministry. We were involved in Sunday school. We were involved in care pastoring. We were involved uh, in, in Blue Bomber outreach. And we got involved in, in everything we could possibly get involved in. And, I, and my wife got involved in nursery. And she got involved in hospitality and greeting. And all of the different areas. And we just said we're going to do whatever needs to be done. To make sure that this church goes forward and has revival. And the vision of Pastor Shoemaker is going to be something that we work for. We, we throw ourselves into it. And we're going to make sure that this church stands strong. And we're going to be there for, for prayer and for fasting and for, for outreach and for consecration. Doing all of the things that we need to do. And I, and I, I approached ministry that way before I was pastor of this church. Amen. And now I find myself as the pastor of Abundant Life Center. And I'm asking those that are in this congregation and those that are not here tonight for different reasons that uh, there is a vision and there is a plan. There is a dream that God has given me for this church. And it is something, amen, that causes me to weep and causes me to sob and causes me to cry and because there is a burden that God has put in my heart and in my soul. And I believe that if you and I, amen, will link up together and you can begin to listen and say, whatever you say, Pastor Nathan Camarena, I'm going to work for that vision and we're going to unite under your leadership and we're going to unite as a church, as one body, as one body, as one heartbeat I believe that just as God helped us amen to work in San Jose and to see revival there if you and I can unite together God can give Abundant Life Center its greatest revival it has ever seen and I believe that with all of my heart tonight I believe that with all of my heart tonight Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let me stop and say one thing for a moment. The vision does not accommodate the saint. The vision that God has given the pastor or the man in charge, the vision does not accommodate you and your specific custom situation that you're dealing with. But as the vision is cast forth and, and the dream is, is laid, laid bare before even a Pharaoh or Pharaoh's officers and Joseph begins to say, here's what the, here's what the vision or the dream is and here's what it means. Amen. At that point, Pharaoh can make up in his mind, uh, uh, Joseph, I, I know that you can't change the dream, but, so therefore I've got to change myself to fit that dream. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's the responsibility is upon us as a people to say, I've got to change my thinking. I've got to change my behavior that it might fit the vision and the dream that, that God has given. And the vision does not accommodate you and I, but you and I must accommodate the vision that God has put, that God has put forth in this church tonight. Too many people say, well, uh, Pastor, I want to change this, and I want to change that, and, and I think this would help me better, and this would be better for me, and all the while not realizing that there's a purpose, there's a vision, there's a plan that God, amen, has given me as a pastor to lead this church, and I'm not doing so as a dictator, but I'm doing it humbly on my knees in prayer, saying, God, help me to find the talents and the abilities that you put in the people of God and help me to use it for your glory. 
Help me to use it for your glory. That there might be the advancement of the kingdom of God. But nowhere in the scriptures, amen, does the vision accommodate the people. You and I have got to make necessary changes in our life that we might see the vision and the dream that God has for this city and for this church and for your family. We've got to be the ones to say, what do I got to do? Do I got to bend here? Do I got to be broken here? Do I got to change behavior and attitudes here to accommodate the vision and to do the will of God and to go forward? Pharaoh did not have a choice. The dream was laid bare before him, Sister Gina. Pharaoh was given the meat of the dream. At that point, Pharaoh realized, if, if I'm going to see the dream uh, realized, if I'm going to see uh, God's promises revealed in the country, in the nation of Egypt, then I have got to do exactly what the vision is. I've got to do exactly what the man of God, Joseph, said to do. And I've got to, I've got to store up seven years. I'm not going to get... Uh, I'm not going to get bloated and fat on the on the blessings, but I'm going to store it up. I'm going to store it up. I'm going to put some stuff in reserve, and I'm going to say, God, I'm going to be a good steward. I'm going to accommodate the vision. Because when seven years, the first seven years are up, if 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 Pharaoh was not accommodating the vision, if Pharaoh was not making the necessary changes and 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 behavior and and attitude adjustments that were needed. Amen. Pharaoh would die in that, that time of famine. And you and I have got to realize there is a seriousness, amen, to, to making changes in our life to fit the vision and to fit the plan that God has for us. We've got to realize, hey, it's not about you and it's not about me. It's about the kingdom of God. And it's about God's, it's the word of God and the gospel reaching lost humanity. And whatever it takes, pastor, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. To see it go forward. Whatever it takes. And I will say I appreciate. Amen. Those that came out last week. And just said whatever it takes. Brother Miguel you were here all day. Whatever it takes Brother Miguel. He had that mindset. Whatever it takes. I'm going to stay here till you tell me it's done. Accommodating the vision. And that's something that will help a church. Such as this church. To go forward in the revival. That God has for it. Hey, I've got a little talent. I've got a little ability. Can I, can I be used? But if you tell me no, that's fine. I'll find somewhere else. But God, just let me be a part. Let me be used. God, whatever you have in store for me, I want to I wanna be used by the Lord. Hallelujah. Joseph, as he went into the uh, house of Potiphar, Joseph, as he went into the land of Egypt uh, from that uh, that pit, that waterless pit that he was in before the Ishmaelites purchased him. Uh, Joseph now was in Potiphar's house and in the land of Egypt. And we know that uh, from the word of the Lord that Egypt is a type of the world. And Joseph was now plunged into the most corrupt society on the face of the earth. The sensuality should have swallowed up Joseph. But the Lord was with him. Can I tell you that God will give you and I the ability and the strength, amen, to walk through life unstained. It will stay true to our consecration and our commitment to the things of God. Amen. God will help you to walk through this road of life. Sometimes the enemy will throw a job in your way. Sometimes the enemy will throw a relationship in your way that will try to throw you off course. But if you'll make up in your mind, I'm going to stay true to what I believe. I'm going to stay true to what my pastor's preaching. I'm going to stay true to the word of God. God will help you to navigate 
face the seas of life and to overcome the obstacles that you're up against. One thing that I thought was uh, very helpful, had a lot of value to it, that everywhere Joseph was in his life, whether it was his father's house, whether it was uh, in Potiphar's house, whether it was in the prison cell, or whether it was in the house of Pharaoh, Joseph was a prosperous and a profitable servant. He was always looking for, how can I help this to be better? What can I do? Uh, How can I be profitable to my master? How can I be a prosperous and a profitable servant? And I want to tell this church tonight, it is God's will that you and I be profitable servants. Be profitable servants. God, I'm going to pour into the kingdom of God. God, I'm going to pour into the, the kingdom of God the three things that I have. My time, my talents, and my treasure. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give up my finances. And I'm going to give up my abilities. I'm going to, I'm going to give. I'm going to be a profitable servant. I ask you tonight, what areas do you have in your life that you can say, God, use me? God, how can I be a part of the kingdom of God? How can I be a profitable servant? What do I have at my disposal? Some, of, some people, amen, in the church, God given them musical abilities. They set on it, though. Some people, God gives people singing abilities, but they set on it. Some people, God gives them the ability uh, to, to be a soul winner, but they allow shyness and, and all the different characteristics to stop them. Some people, God gives them some certain abilities and they, they bury it in the field. They say, God, not me. And God said, no, I want you to be profitable. When God comes back, he wants to look and say, hey, Sister Didi, what did you do with all the things I gave you? Brother Nate, what did you do with all the abilities and time and, and things I gave you? Were you profitable? Were you using them for the kingdom of God? Or were you squandering them? And one thing that you find in the life of Joseph that as Potiphar's wife accused Joseph of rape, Joseph never attempted to defend himself. He never said, that woman's a liar. Your, your, your wife is, you know, you, you, you got to watch out for her. She's, she's crazy. I'm telling you, you don't believe me, but she's crazy. He never attacked her in the, according to the scriptures. And he never defended himself. He allowed God to fight his battles. He said, God, you're going to be my defense. You're going to be my strong tower. Sometimes when, uh, you know, we, we uh, are faced with difficulties and situations in life and we don't like how someone talked to us. We want to defend ourselves and not allow the Lord to fight our battles. But Joseph kept a right spirit and that right spirit that Joseph kept helped him throughout the rest of his life. When Joseph was cast into prison, he still with a smile went into that prison and said, God's going to bless me right where I am here in the prison. I'm going to be the best uh, uh, prison cellmate, whatever I can do. I'm going to help keep my cell clean. I'm going to uh, go the extra mile and sweep the corridors of the, of the jail. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to try and help keep the peace and, and, and kind of be a counselor to those in the prison cells. And I'm going to give them an encouraging word. And I'm going to help them this place to be a little bit more exciting and a little bit more happy. And Joseph, as a, as a prisoner, he, he was elevated to a prison warden over the entire prison. 
Joseph made the best of his circumstances. He does not become bitter and spiteful when things don't go his way. Some of us, we get so easily offended and so easily bitter. Why would they tell me that? Why would they do that to me? Do they know what I'm doing? Do they know who I am? And so on and so forth. Joseph didn't have that nasty spirit. Joseph said, I, whatever, I, whatever situation I find myself in, if I'm just a, if all I do is just usher the front door, or if I preach behind the pulpit, or if I play the keyboard, or if I'm just a Sunday school teacher or a janitor, whatever I'm doing, I'm going to be happy where God places me. And I'm going to be the best janitor. I'm going to be the best usher. I'm going to be the best musician. I'm going to be the best whatever. Wherever God places me, I'm going to be the best at it. Yes. Amen. You say, well, that's great for, the, for you and the church and all. But you know what? That same principle will help you in your, walk, in your, in your career, in, in, your, in your working, a job. You say, you know what? I'll, I'll do that. One thing that helped me a lot in my time with Del Monte and I, was with Delmonte for eight years. Started out in the distribution center here in Lathrop and worked my way to corporate in San Francisco. And, and it was every 10 to 14 months I was getting a promotion and 20% increases. And God was blessing me. They, they always knew if you tell Nate you have a, a problem, he'll fix it. Right. He may not know uh, at the first how to do it, but Nate will do it. And that was kind of the thing. Hey, Give that to Nate. He, he can figure it out. Nate can build that report. Nate can do this. And Nate will do it fast and have a smile. And I was always looking, hey, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And, and, and it helped me to move up very, very quickly up that ladder. And, and it's that same mentality. It's the same mindset in the church and in the world. In the church and in the world. That thing that will help you. And God will bless that type of a mindset, that type of an attitude. He, Joseph was not looking some people, many people, you probably hear it in jail say, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I'm innocent. You know, it's not, it's not, I'm not guilty or whatever. Joseph was not looking to escape his prison. Joseph never once attempted to get out of prison and get out of jail and, and escape uh, that, that situation he was in. He wasn't looking, hey, it's getting a little bit harder here at the Bud Life Center, so I'm going to leave. I don't like what the way they're, they're preaching, they're talking. It's getting a little difficult, so I'm just going to leave. Joseph said, wherever I am, I believe that God can use me. Wherever I am, if I'll keep a right spirit, and, I, and I'll live for God, and I'll keep my walk with God, and, I, and I'll consecrate my life. Wherever I am, God can use me. God can bless me, and God can work with what you have at your, in your disposal, and what you have available. God can use it. God can use it. Joseph doesn't look to escape prison. Instead, he says, God, give me the grace that I need. God, give me the favor that I need, that I, that I can be the best prisoner this prison's ever seen. Great. Let me be the best prisoner that this prison's ever seen. Walk through the face of this door, this prison. In doing so, in, in, in doing what he did in the prison, God blesses Joseph and he gains a confidence of the keeper of the prison. And that keeper of the prison is he finds Joseph as as one that is faithful and one that is dependable. And he puts him over the entire prison. And the, furthermore, he doesn't even check in on Joseph. He says, Joseph, I trust you. Joseph, I'm going to put you over this. Joseph was first over Potiphar's house. Maybe it was. 10 or 12 people. The Bible doesn't tell us. 
But I'm going to guess that the prison, in the prison, he was over more people than he was in Potiphar's house. And as God could trust Joseph with the small things, God could trust Joseph. You're not going to steal from your master, Potiphar. You're going to be faithful over the the 15 servants that he has. You're going to be faithful in this small area. Now, Joseph, it may not look like a promotion, but trust me, Joseph, it's a promotion because now I'm going to put you over an entire prison. And it's going to be people that are hard to work with. But if you'll you'll allow me to help you, Joseph, I'll give you grace to work with difficult people. People that are not happy to be there, but people that just, they have to be there. I'm going to give you grace, Joseph, to to be over this prison. And I'm going to give you a promotion. It doesn't look like it, but it's a promotion, Joseph. And and God God put that uh, Joseph to the test, and he was faithful in the prison. And as he proved his faithfulness in the prison, I'm giving you a different perspective tonight. God blessed him and God promoted him and God elevated him to be over the entire land of Egypt. You say, well, what's going on here tonight is small. There's not a lot of people here. But if you, if God can trust you, amen, to be faithful when it's just a small church and God's looking for people that say, I'm available, God use me. God, let me be a part of the vision. Let me be a part of the plan. And if it's just 25 or if it's just 35 tonight, God, I'm going to be the same as I am right here as I am at the Rock Church or I'm at First Church or I'm at any other church. I'm going to worship you when there's 25 or 250 or 2,500. I'm going to be faithful, God, wherever you place me. I'm going to be faithful, God, wherever you place me. Hallelujah. He kept the right spirit. He kept the right attitude. It's going to be that type of mindset and attitude that helps this church to go from being the size that we are to being the next level up and helping us to level up and go to the next dimension. When people say, oh, Pastor, if you're having priesters prayer meeting 30 minutes before church and bless God, I'm going to be here 30 minutes early and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray. Whatever you want, whatever helps the vision to go forward, I'm going to accommodate the vision. And if the vision requires and the vision calls, amen, for a Monday night prayer meeting, then I'm going to bless God be on Monday night prayer meeting on my face before God. Say, God, I want to be a part of the vision. I'm going to make accommodations and adjustments to fit the vision and not the vision to fit my lifestyle. But I'm going to say, God, I'll make the sacrifice. And I'm going to tell this church like my pastor told me. If it's a long drive for you, amen, to get here to Monday night prayer meeting, then you make that sacrifice. And God will bless it. I said, God will bless that sacrifice. Don't give me, I ain't got gas money. Don't give me all the excuses. Amen. Just accommodate the vision. And God will provide for this church. He will provide. He will provide. He will provide for this church. There is no sacrifice that I have ever made that God has not personally taken note of and said, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to bless you. And all of those times in my life, amen, when I was in Fremont working in San Francisco, going to church in San Jose, and then another time I was in Fremont working in Walnut Creek, going to church in San Jose, and pastor said, show up for Saturday night prayer. We were there. We were there. And we were there Monday, we were there Saturday night and Wednesday, 
uh, Wednesday night and Friday night for youth and Sunday morning and Sunday night. Amen. And we didn't want to say pastors too hard. He was just telling me, Brother Nate, if, if you make a sacrifice, God will honor that sacrifice. God will honor that sacrifice. Because I am accommodating the vision that God had given my pastor. And now there's a vision that God has given me. Amen. For this church. And if you'll say in your spirit. And something will rise up. And say pastor. I'm going to accommodate the vision that God has given you. And I'm going to work for your vision. Hallelujah. Then one day God will give you a dream. And God will give you a vision. And somebody else will come alongside. And they'll say, Sister Camarina, I'll work for your vision of Sunday school. I'll work for that vision of Sunday school. I'll work for that vision, whatever the vision is. Because you say, I'm going to submit myself. I'm going to get in perfect alignment with God, the will of God for my life. And when you're in perfect alignment, the blessings fall down. They flow down. Those years that we made that sacrifice and pastor preached it till he was blue in the face. Sister Shannon, you remember that? He preached it all the time. Come to the house of God and pray. It got to the point he wasn't preaching just Saturday night prayer anymore. He was preaching every night. Come to the church and pray. Come to the church and pray. Come to the church and pray. As, many, as much as you can, come here and pray. If you, can, if you can come Monday afternoon, come here and pray. And we would make the sacrifice. And we would make the commitment. To, and all the while, we were, we were burning up gas. And we were, we were burning up our time. And God was blessing us. And God was providing for us. And we never had lack of anything. God always made a way for us. And to the extent that as a, as a young person, relatively speaking, uh, probably I think it was, I was 30, under 30 years of age, able to buy a home in the San Jose Bay Area in a top school district because God showed favor on me and God honored my sacrifice and God said I see your sacrifice and I'm going to honor it and I'm going to bless it and I'm not going to be indebted to nobody tonight I'm telling somebody in this place if you'll make a sacrifice if you'll say I'm going to make a sacrifice I'm going to accommodate the vision of my pastor God will provide God will honor your sacrifice. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You say, Pastor, you're a little bit rough tonight. I'm trying to push somebody. I'm trying to stretch somebody. I'm trying to get you to stretch your faith. I'm trying to get you to, to go in the right direction. I'm not preaching anything that's anti-biblical. I'm just saying get a little bit more to God. Amen. Surrender more of your heart to God. And watch God provide. Watch God answer prayers that you thought could never be answered. Watch God bring down holes that look so high. You didn't know how it would come down. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God is able to do the impossible in this church. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm off my notes already. Hallelujah. But God is going to help this church. And God is going to honor some sacrifices in this church. As some of you stay within yourself, I'm going to do what I've got to do. If it's praying, brother, brother God, if it's fasting, the pastor calls, I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to say, yes, sir, I'll do it. Yes, sir, I'll do it. 
One thing my father taught me, and I think it bears uh, teaching here tonight, is if an elder asks you to do something, it's not yeah. It's yes, sir. It's yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to show respect and I'm going to be submit. I'm going to have an obedient attitude. And God will bless a young person that has respect for authority. God will bless a young person that says, what do you need? I'll do it. Yes, sir. Right now. Right now. Yes, sir. That's the kind of attitude that God's living for in this church. What do you need, pastor? Yes, sir. I'll do it. When? Right now? Yes, sir. God will bless that. That's what's going to help to take this church to the next level. That's what is going to help this church to this sanctuary to be a place for the Lord. So where there, we don't have enough chairs in here. There's no more room for chairs. And we have to either knock out another wall or just move all together. Because this church is going to be filled with people that say, Pastor, I'm going to accommodate the vision. I'm going to do what God is uh, God speaking to you about. Uh, I'm going to help this church to go forward. And I'm going to invest in the kingdom of God. And God is going to give it right back to me. God's going to provide. He's going to provide. He's going to provide. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to find a way for God to answer my prayer. Sometimes you got to get creative. God, I've been praying this prayer. I don't see anything happening. What else in my life needs to change? What, what adjustments, what else do I have to do to help me to get that prayer answered? Is the answer no, Lord? Because if it's no, God, I'm going I'm to stop praying for that. And I'm going to pray something different. But God, if, if you're saying that I've got to search my heart, if I've got to try something different, then I'm going to try something different. Yes. And in my mind, there's a, there a number of things that helped this church to take that wall down. That wall that was a barrier to this church's growth was a few weeks ago, and I said this last week, Abundant Life Center began to write out some checks to some missions around the world. And we began to support Thailand. And we began to support Uruguay. And we began to write out checks to Brazil. And say, God, help the churches. Help the missions works around the world. And as we stepped out in faith, and we gave, and we gave as a church, and we said, God bless Uruguay. God bless Thailand. God bless Brazil. Bless Portugal. God said, now I'm going to bless Lathrop because you're not just looking, amen, to see your own dreams, but now you're looking for somebody else's dreams. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sister Jean, as long as I live, I'll never forget, amen, the, the time you wrote the extra tithing check, amen, some years ago. Amen. God laid on Sister Gina's heart to double up the tithe this month. And she probably uh, thought, man, this, wow, this is crazy. I don't want to tell my family because they'll say, what are you doing, crazy? Amen. But she she gave a tithe. And I wanted it as a pastor. I, I do the deposits. And I saw that. And I said, oh, I should give this back. I should I should give this back. But I remember the voice of my pastor said, sometimes it's the hardest thing to do is to take the widow's two mites, Brother Lorenzo. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is to take the widow's two mites. You think that priest in that, the temple that day when Jesus was there uh, saw the two mites and think, man, that's all she's got. God, like, really, you're going to... Really, that's all she's got. And Sister Gina stepped out in faith and obedience and, and just gave a doubled up on the tither. Uh, it was a larger amount than usual. And it was about a few weeks later, Brother Nathan walked the front, through the front door. 
And God began to deal with Brother Nathan, and God restored him. And I love Brother Nathan. I love you. And I'm thankful that mom, amen, said, I'm going to do, I'm going to go a little bit extra mile, amen, because there's no telling, amen, what God will do if I make a sacrifice. I'm going to tell this church again tonight, there is no sacrifice. There is no sacrifice you can make that God will not honor it, that God will not take note of it. God sees and God honors sacrifice tonight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And God blessed Joseph. Because wherever God put Joseph, if he felt upset about it, my family betrayed me. They sold me for less than a slave's worth. I, I feel like crumbs. Then I get lied on by Potiphar's wife after God's blessing me. And God, can't get a break. I'm in the prison. God, what's going on? I'm in the prison. Like, why am I here? I don't deserve this, God. I've been faithful, God. I haven't cursed. I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, been unfaithful. I've been faithful. I've been committed. I've been consecrated, God. I've been, I've been the same. I've just been steadfast. And God, why am I in the prison? But God was teaching some things to Joseph. And God, if you'll allow it, will teach you some things as you go through situations and storms and circumstances in your life. It's not going to always be easy. But there's going to be some things. And, and I appreciate, uh, I was talking to my wife, and, and one thing that she said many years ago, as, as she dealt with difficult situations in life and, and, and adverse situations, she, her, her question was always, God, what are you trying to teach me right now in this moment? What is it, God, that I've got to learn? What is it, God, that I've got to that I've got to learn as I'm going through this trial or this storm? What is it that I've got to learn? And if we can ask ourselves that question, God, what is it that you want me to learn? What is it that you want me to get a hold of? What understanding do you want to deposit into my spirit in this current situation that I'm in? It's not so you can get bitter. It's not so you can get angry. It's not so you can get revenge. But it's so that you can learn and you can be refined in the fire. Because one day, Joseph, God's going to take you out of a prison cell. And God's going to elevate you to the throne. And if you haven't learned your lesson in this small jail cell, amen, you're not going to be effective on the next level. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you that have played video games can understand sometimes to get to the next level in that video game, you've got to get some new equipment. You've got to, you've got to gear up some extra lives. You've got to, you've got to bulk up your uh, ability to resist enemy fire. You've got to uh, take on new weapons that you can overcome the enemy. You've got to be able to level up as it were. And this church has got to be at the mindset we're going to level up. We're going to say, God, okay, God, you took us from this uh, side of the sanctuary and you expanded us, God. What do I got to do now to help this church to operate at a higher level? What do I got to do? How do I got to accommodate the vision that we might go from this uh, this current situation, this design that we're in, to the next level? I've got to change my mindset because now I can operate as a saint 
or a pastor over a church of 20, but now it's a church of 50, and then it's a church of 80, and God, I've got to make some adjustments. I've got to be refined in the fire. When Joseph started out, he began telling everybody everything. When Joseph started out, he said, hey, God's going to make you bow down to me one day. Hey, Paul. Well, Paul, God's going to make you bow down to me. Oh, yeah, Joseph? Okay. At the end of his life, and he, as he was meeting his brothers, and they were saying, hi, say your name. Okay, that's good. That was Joseph's response. I don't want to tell you about me. I, I, I got in trouble last time I told you about myself. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be friendly. I'm just gonna be humble, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna guard my lips, my, my mouth, my speech is not gonna betray me. Sometimes we can speak so fast that we get ourselves into trouble. But we learn through the, through the refining trials of life. I'm gonna watch my words. I'm gonna not be quick to draw and, and snap, but I, I'm gonna allow God to help me to refine me. Because for Joseph to get from, uh, from his father's house to the, the house of Pharaoh, he had to learn, hey, you've got to watch your tongue, Joseph. You've got to change your attitude, your mindset, your behavior. You, you know, if, if you're going to get to where you need to go in God, there's got to be some adjustments. And there's got to be some course corrections and some tweaks and some modifications and some transformations along the way. And there are things that God wants to do in this church that you and I have got to ask the question, what changes do I got to make, God? What changes do I got to make? I can't keep eating all the corn that, that comes out of the ground, but now, because of the vision that's been cast and the dream that's been explained, now I've got to make sure that I'm setting aside a certain amount. Every harvest that comes in, I set aside a certain amount. That's the vision. People probably came up to Joseph and said, now did God... Exactly. Did God say 30% or was it 29%, 0.5? Does it? And Joseph, no, the vision is this. There's a reason why God gave Joseph a specific interpretation. Just like God spoke to Noah and said, Noah, you're going to build a floating vessel. It's going to only have a door and a window and no other exterior openings. His family probably looked at him and said, now, Brother Nate, uh, God said build a boat, right? Yeah. Don't you think we should have like a little uh, a motor in the back or like a rudder? Maybe a rudder. We should have a rudder, right? Because that makes sense. And that's that's logical. Okay, you need to have a rudder. And, and Brother Nate said, well, God didn't tell me about a rudder. Maybe I could add it. No. God didn't say add a rudder. God only said one door. Well, you know, you know, Brother Nate, if we added another door on the other side, we could help people of, of the different sides of the boat to be able to get in easier. Because one door is not really good. You know, I mean, it's a fire hazard. Think about that. God knows. And, and I'm sure Noah dealt with a lot of skeptics that came along and said, Noah, you only got one window. I mean, you might as well take advantage of it and build a few windows and have like a, an ocean view or something. Enjoy it while you're out there at sea. Noah. This what is this this boat that has no rudder and it's got no sails maybe a sail no to get to get the wind to kind of take you no God didn't say that so sometimes we may have good ideas sometimes in the saints we may have good ideas and they don't get implemented and we think man well who does he think he is I know about boating. I've built many boats. I, they have to have rudders and sails or an engine. Or, and they need to have a little bit more than one door. That's not even safe. 
And we're thinking all these things and God said, no, you don't understand the vision, the, the, the dream and the word that God gave me is it's only to have one door and one window. And it's not to have any rudder, not to have any sails. And even though you might think that doesn't make any sense, trust me, in the grand scheme of things, the purpose and the intention of that vessel is just to float. And though you may want it to, to go here and to go there, and then God said, I just want that thing to float and I'm going to take it where it needs to go. Amen. Stop trying to give. Amen. All the different advice and say, Pastor, do this. Pastor, do that. Just say, Pastor, what did God show you? What did God reveal to you? I want to do what God spoke to you about. I want to make it a reality. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that God is speaking this night to this church that if you get a hold of the vision that God has given me, this church will go forward and revive it. There will be its greatest harvest that we've ever seen. There will be a harvest. There will be a harvest. And this vessel will go in the direction that God intended it to go. This vessel will go where God has sent it to go. It's easy to say, you know what, well, Manteca's got a lot more buildings that we can have church in. You know, there's a lot of buildings in Manteca that are empty. Manteca doesn't have as much, they're all, you know, top-end buildings and they're expensive. But the vision is, no, it's Lathrop. Lathrop is the place where God has called me. And this is going to go forward. God's going to help this church. And along the way, there's going to be people that, just like in Solomon's temple, they say, hey, uh, King Solomon, uh, God's gift to me, I, I'm really good with woodworking. I'm really good with, uh, with chiseling stone and masonry. I'm really good with this particular skill or craft. Can I be used? Yes. And, and we begin to discover our place in the kingdom of God. And God is looking for people that are just willing vessels. Let's say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Just take my life and use it for your glory and for your honor. Just a couple more things, and I, I'm, I'm watching the clock, and I'm, I'm wrapping up. In Pharaoh's palace, just as God made known to the Egyptians through Joseph what he was about to do, just like God made known through Joseph to Pharaoh what he was about to do, God wants to reveal to this world through us what he's going to do. God is looking for someone that says, I'm available. I can have a right spirit. I can, I, can, I can reign in my flesh. God, use me to speak words of life. Use me to speak words of direction. Use me. Use me. One scripture I have written down, I can look for it. One thing that the Bible says that when all the nations and the, uh, the years of famine when they started, all the nations would come to Pharaoh. And they say, oh, Pharaoh, we heard you got corn. And Pharaoh's response was, go to Joseph. He knows what to do. And I'm going to make an application tonight that when it comes time, this world ought to know where they, where they need to go. This world ought to know. Oh, yeah, you work in and out. You need to see Brother Nate. You need to see Nate, Nathan Hall. He'll tell you what you need to do. Oh, yeah, you work at uh, the oil change place. The Jiffaloo? The Jiffaloo? 
You need to go see Noah Ha. He'll tell you what to do. Oh, yeah, you work at PG&E. Yeah, you need to go see Paul Camarena. He'll tell you what you need to do. God wants to use this church to be his mouthpiece in this world, to help somebody in need, and to shed light into somebody's life. And God is counting on us to relay that message to this world. God is counting on us. If there wasn't a Joseph that was available and willing and had a right spirit, what what, what might have happened to the world at that time? But Joseph said, God, I know you've been, it hasn't always been easy, but God, I believe you have a plan for my life. I believe you can use me. God, I believe you, you can give me the wisdom. And so God was able to use Joseph. And I believe that there are Josephs in this house that God is saying, I want to put favor upon you wherever you are, Brother Miguel. Whatever job you find yourself in, whatever meeting you find yourself in, I'm going to give you favor. What, wherever you find yourself, Brother Nate, whatever classroom it is or, or job, I'm, going to, I'm just going to give you favor. You're going to be blessed. And you're going to see that, you know what, God honors sacrifice. And God honors someone with the right spirit. And that just says, God, whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to say, God, I'll do it. I'm going to, I'm going to work ten times harder than everybody else around me. I'm going to make sure that I, I'm a good example to my world about Christ in my life. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet tonight as we close this service tonight. Amen. I have a lot more notes and maybe I'll get to them next time. Uh, but we're going somewhere. I want you to say that with me. We're going somewhere. Say that one more time like you mean it. We're going somewhere. Amen. We're not going down. We're not going under. But we're going up and we're going over. Amen. And whatever obstacle the devil throws in your way, whatever roadblock or hindrance, I'm going through it by the grace of God. And I'm going somewhere. Amen. I'm not going to be a deadbeat anything. I'm not going to be washed up, plucked up by the roots. I'm going to be an overcomer. And by the grace of God, we're going to have a story. Sister Nancy, we're going to have a story to tell our kids and grandkids one day. We're going to have a story to tell our kids and our grandkids, Sister Cameron. They're going to say, hey, let me tell you about what happened in 2019. The church began to pray. I began to get involved. I began to give. I began to do everything in my power. And God began to bless. And God began to provide. I remember when the church was only five. Or I remember it was only ten. And God blessed it. And God can do it for you. God can do it for us tonight. Amen. Why don't we throw our hands in the air and just worship the Lord for a few moments and thank the Lord for his word tonight. God, we love you tonight, Jesus. Come on, I want you to lift up your hands unto the Lord. I want you to worship him right now. Come on, I want us to lift up our hands and worship the Lord. Hallelujah, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for all that you're doing, all that you are tonight. I'm going to love you, God. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to please you. God, give me a right spirit, a right attitude, God. Help me to love you with all of my heart. Help me to give myself to you. Help me to surrender and be available and be a willing vessel that you can use, Lord, tonight.